0: This is the Doc Talk podcast presented by Betfred Sports, 2023, episode two. Oh my god! I've been waiting for this podcast for I think like ten years. Ten years, been like three. Dude, we've been podcasting. Boy,
1: well, we've been podcasting for ten years. Yes. We were podcasting before that was a thing. Yeah,
0: we were podcasting before podcasting was podcasting, right? Isn't that the way to look at it?
1: <laughs> it, it was it was audible
0: message boarding. I, that's a good way to look at that it. That sounds like a torture device. I, I did. I, we got to start with Twitter today because this was interesting. I sent out a tweet on your Twitter account because I have access to it. Yeah. And uh, I just was letting everybody know that uh, your brother John was going to be with us. Hello, John, by the way. How's it going? Good. I, and I realized you didn't follow your own brother on Twitter. Thanks, Rob. I don't. You do now because I went ahead and hit follow. You did not even follow your own brother. I thought I followed he,
1: everybody he in the me. family.
0: Call me Tim Brewster.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Man. <laughs> Dang.
0: So now
1: you guys for real? I didn't. I was. I swear to God, I was following you. I now you I feel too. bad.
3: So that was news. But
1: yeah, I brought you beer by the way. That helps. I'm blaming this shit on Elon. <laughs> it helps.
0: <laughs> so we got a we got a wide wide array of beer. So John's going with Coors Light. That is as you come in camo. That is like the the quintessential hunting beer, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. You can still hunt with Coors Light.
0: And you're drinking. What are you drinking? And this is from our buddy Craig in Georgia.
1: This okay, is,
3: this is we've still got a stash of
1: Monday Night Brewing Yes, him which is outstanding stuff. So I've got the I've got the double IPA here I'm hitting. So it's it's a tasty beer. They and, do a good job with the IPA. I I'm, like the IPAs.
3: You, you do, do like IPAs? Uh, you do. Oh I, yeah.
1: I like anything that's liquid. <laughs> And and has beer. Beer, and has beer somewhere in the title. So
0: I'm going with Guinness, okay? And for good reason. My daughter Mary, who's our third child, uh, got on a plane today. She's heading to Dublin to study at the University of Maynooth for the next six months. So she's That's gonna, pretty damn cool. Yeah, yeah that's pretty damn that's cool. Awesome. So uh, we're going to go over in March and visit her, but uh, I thought I would... Toaster with a, with a glass of Guinness, maybe two glasses of Guinness. Nice. But, you know, Guinness is one of those you can't really drink out of the can. you got to pour it in the bottle or yeah. in the
1: glass. It d- It does kind of beg for a glass.
0: So another reason I want to start with Twitter, and before we dive into the whole fi- family dynamics with you and John, is you got blocked by Colorado assistant coach Tim Brewster today. I did. So you've been <laughs> blocked by Desmond Howard, and you've been blocked... Oh, can
1: you? Oh, can you get the sweatshirt? <laughs> I mean, Coach
0: prime, Coach prime hooked me up. Yeah, come on. If Coach Prime hooked you up, that would have said Prime on it. Yeah, pretty much
1: would have. It would have been like Prime over the Buffalo.
0: So, something tells me you had a strong reaction to Tim Brewster's uh, militaristic uh, speech.
1: So, I, you know, I don't even look at that as militaristic. I mean, it's— Stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. It's stupid. You know, a couple of people used the term performative, and that's there is no other better term for it than that. I, I'm not a fan of—I well, I guess what I call discipline for discipline's sake— I like discipline that has a purpose. And I mean, I, I don't know, John, tell me if I'm fucking wrong here. But when we were at Nebraska, Tom Osborne, who's kind of viewed as sort of a quiet, discipline-minded coach, he had zero of that performative discipline, zero of that discipline for discipline's sake. And what I'm the example I would give is uh, travel gear or tr- travel clothing. So... His rule was all you had to do was wear Nebraska gear. He he didn't make you wear a coat and tie, didn't make you dress up. Everybody didn't have to wear exactly the same thing other than he wanted everybody to wear Nebraska gear. Now, it it, it kind of, because in his take, it, you're sitting there, you're in a coat and tie, you're uncomfortable, you're on a bus, you're on an airplane. You're thinking about the fact that the freaking shirt collar is too damn tight and you're sweating your ever-loving balls off in a sport coat because it's, late August or early September, guess what you're not thinking about? Getting your mind right for the football game.
3: Right. That See, and that's the thing that still drove We me all up. wore the same outfit, though, I remember. Well, we, we all had, like, the team warm-up it, it kind for of, the, the most part.
0: Like, my first couple The Apex stuff? The
1: Apex. <laughs> still baby. got some. It's awesome. But it, it degenerated kind of quickly because, actually, we did hit a point where you had half the guys wearing, like, Husker power tank tops and workout and Husker yeah. workout shorts on road trips and finally they were like, you know what? Let's get a little uniformity there, but still keep it comfortable. So they got team warm ups for everybody, and that was great. It worked. You're you're comfortable. It was easy. It was perfect. And guess what? We'd sit there thinking about the game and thinking about what we needed to be thinking about, and not the fact that hey, I just got out of the shower after practice and I'm going to go put on a coat and tie so coach thinks I look good. Right Now on the flip side, if you showed up late to a meeting, if you mouthed off to uh, a university staffer, if you missed a practice, if you didn't make it to class, if you had GPA problems, guess what? You're running until you freaking puke. But the, you, the discipline was there where for the things that it mattered for.
0: Okay, let's yeah. take the discipline of that speech out of it because he was doing, Brewster's doing sixty minutes of hell. When these buses pull up, you had to have a coach. And I'm going to get back to that. You had to have a coach that was the rah rah guy, though. You had to have oh. you had to have a screamer somewhere. Kevin
3: Kevin Steele.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, it kind of worked for his guys. And, you know, I mean, man, you heard McBride go off at dudes at halftime. For sure. But it kind of worked for them. But McBride had a message in there, and it was with those guys, it was incredibly highly directed. Yeah. I mean, they really knew how to – those guys were master psychologists. They knew how to push buttons, and they knew how to get the most out of people. It wasn't just mindless yelling. And that's what I heard when I saw that video.
0: See, what I thought about, it, and I talked about this on my radio show, was that you know parts of that speech are okay. Right before the game, it's yeah. January, and you're talking about sixty minutes of hell. And when the bus pulls up, they're gonna be. I'm like, well, you're just you're just way off on the timing of the speech. You know, if you want guys to stand up, sit down, whatever. But when you're saying sixty minutes of hell, I'm like, okay. End of August, first part of September. That when you're going to TCU, that sounds really good. You need that little emotional push. Right now, it just looks stupid. Right, it,
3: it does. It's all it, showboating right now. I think too. I mean, oh, performative is a great word for it. It's like let's see how much attention we can garner on Twitter.
0: But, well, and I think that's from because they put that out there personally. I don't think, and and this is my defense of Colorado football because a lot of people think it's going to be a colossal fail.
1: I I don't know if it is.
0: Either do I. If there's been one guy that's on brand. Deion Sanders hasn't changed his style at all. I mean, he's ever, ever. ever. Deion well, is who he is. Has he failed yet? No, Anything? not really.
1: No, not really. So,
0: but you know, I like pe- him or not, people get upset with the Lamborghinis and the Louis Vuittons. But he- that's what he does. He's yeah. always
3: done that.
1: You'd almost, if he came out and if all of a sudden he wasn't that way, that's what would seem disingenuous. If,
3: know, if he came out
1: like Tio, it'd be. Really odd. That would be. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's when I'd be sitting there going, like, like hold on a 2nd yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not buying this.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it's kind of like people loved it when he's at Jackson State, right? I mean, everybody loved it. Yeah, but they they expected him to like change who he was by going to a pot. Well, now that you've gone up to a bigger school, you you've got to change who you are. There, there's no way that was going to happen. Yeah. No, not. For and him.
1: it's you know, for some people, it works. I mean, I as much as the dude drives me nuts, uh. What uh, PJ Fleck? Yeah, he it kind of works for him at Minnesota. I'm not saying it's great, but it kind of works for him. I mean, uh, oh the guy at Rutgers, Shiano. Yep. Yeah, when he you know when he first took over there, and I granted he's alumni, but when he first took over as the head coach at Rutgers, you had the what was it the chopping keep chopping wood. chopping yep. wood thing, and I mean he was really he kind of had a little shtick. It wasn't it wasn't like PJ, but there was a little shtick there and it kind of worked. I mean, these are
3: power five schools. We're talking, well, it was a team but... that needed an identity and he gave it to him right away. Yeah. And so, same thing for Fleck. It worked great. That's a great point. Yeah. So they needed so, something to bring him back to the forefront.
0: I mean, I think Matt Rule, we saw in his press, press conference, has the, the the pastor in him. I mean, he speaks for the cadence. Yep. And, and so let's just dive right in because your son Isaac yep. uh, just went through the transfer portal. Uh, He's committed to North Dakota State, so he's going to a really good football team. But Nebraska was in the mix. Take us through what that recruiting was like, your dealings with Coach Rule, and we'll just start having this conversation right now. So you
3: want it from the transfer portion? Yeah.
0: Why why transfer? Actually, let's back up two years
1: we do whatever you okay okay well that's fair we got time john said he's good
3: till like eight (laughs) o'clock okay
0: that's cool this could be the longest podcast in doc talk history there (laughs) we go
3: i'm gonna shut up and let him talk that'll shrink it down so yeah i mean coming out of high school you gotta at least for me you look at the kid and he did he had a great senior year right so he's one of the state's top centers he hit all the awards what have you and Recruiting, for whatever reason, for him, I thought was just slow. He had a few offers, some D2s come in, a lot of walk-on offers. Um, And Nebraska was in the mix, but it was was odd. It was, you know, I played with Scott. So no disrespect to him, but he got tossed around between a recruiting coordinator, then Greg Austin, and then Frost finally took over, quote, recruiting. Um, But, well... I'm going to interject here a little bit just from a
1: comparison standpoint of somebody watching third party. Yeah. Do you remember when you were coming out of high school and and you kind of had three people looking at you at Nebraska? You had Osborne. You had – I'll kind of lump Teneper and Dan Young into one unit. Right. And then you had Dave Gillespie, who was the recruiting coordinator. coordinator, Sure. Head coach, position coach, is recruiting coordinator. Yeah. And I remember that they had been recruiting you. You'd been down for the spring game, your junior year in high school, talking to them over the summer, Nebraska football camp, summer before your senior year. And then it was almost like your senior season started and everything just kind of – everything went like radio silent from Nebraska. Right, yeah. And I remember like BYU was recruiting you, Oklahoma's offering you. I mean, you were going to be literally – you were going to be the first – in-state kid to actually sign a scholarship offer with the University of Oklahoma I believe in history yeah no joke you were gonna go to OU oh
3: I was close real close yeah
1: I remember it was like Oklahoma num- number one BYU number two and then there was kind of like this smorgasbord of like K-State Iowa State Iowa a couple of yeah. other places and, and I remember, I mean, well,
3: handwritten letters from Bosworth. I mean, it's oh, like, holy cow. Dude,
1: and cool. their media guides were something else. They, oh, yeah. That's which great. honestly, they had a lot more conference and national titles than Nebraska did. And so I remember, like, the inner and outer line covers of their media guide was nothing but all their championship rings throughout history in rows. Wow. Yeah, just <laughs> filled. Yeah, anyway, but I remember finally, like a week or two into the season, uh, I can't remember, I I think it was Dave Gillespie came to me, and he was like, hey, Rob, i got to talk to you. And I'm like, what? He's like, how come John's not coming to any of the, the game day visits? <laughs> and I'm like, because you guys, yeah, guys like... haven't invited him. And I remember Gillespie's face just went, like, gray, like just ashen. And he was just like, wait, what? Yeah. And he and I was like, yeah, nobody's invited him. And he's like, wait, Dan hasn't been calling you. <laughs> and I'm like, Dan hasn't
0: hey. called in six months. He's they, going yeah. to Oklahoma. He's going to be a boomer sooner. And so
1: what had happened was Milton Dan thought Gillespie was talking to John. Uh, Gillespie thought Osborne was talking to him. Osborne thought Milton Dan were talking to him. Like nobody was talking. And then finally, they they actually had this come together moment like a few weeks into your senior season, and all of a sudden, it's like home visits phone (laughs) yeah just it was like oh my god we're so sorry like well and i remember it was literally like the next week they had talked to you they had already called you so they can't call you like once they've called you they can only call like it was like two calls a week and like Osmond had called and talked to you and dan young or milt had called and talked to you and so dan comes to me and he's like hey rob you gotta have John give Coach Osborne a call tonight. We can't call him, but he, he can call us.
0: Was he drunk? No, that's how Dan <laughs> talked. That was just how he talked. I, you're right. I do, I, like, I do remember that. Hey, yeah. hey, <laughs> hey Trav. Hey, Trav. Trav. It's like, are
1: you still with Fox 42? God, those um, calls were the
3: best, though. Oh, just my God. Long pauses. What'd yeah. you have for dinner, John? <laughs> like, well, I just had roast beef then just silence for like 30 <laughs> seconds you there coach yeah i'm here
1: yeah that's great john <laughs> and he was like a great guy yeah. anyway he uh i'm like okay so i remember going home and i'm just like hanging out watching you're you're still at high, high school practice i'm just sitting in mom's at work i'm sitting in the easy chair next to dad watching tv and like every 10 minutes dad's looking over at me like why are you here on a thursday night <laughs> I'm like, I just figured I'd come hang out with you guys, and then you got home, and you said, what are you doing here? I just figured I'd hang out with you guys. You sat down, and I was like, oh, hey, by the way, here's Coach Osborne's number. You got to give him a call. You should call him. No, anyway, my point was, is like, there was sort of like this coming together. Everybody realized that there was sort of this, oh, shit, we haven't been talking to this one kid, because each of us thought the other guy was doing it, that they kind of fixed with you. Right. I kind of felt like that never happened with Isaac.
3: Not really. Um just because he was it felt like he was getting passed around and frost even came out he, he said he goes i'm going to take over the the recruiting process from austin now on you and i'll be your guy i'll be contacting you and it was even then it was hit and miss you, you'd get text messages or he would get text messages like hey i'm going to give you a call tonight and not to beat up scott but no call happened and so that gets frustrating especially as a parent you're watching i like god dang it man i played with you can you not just call the kid So that went down and then, you know, what was tough is you'd go to a, like Iowa, for example, was a, is a good one. Um, We get there and uh, doors wide open. They know our first name, like, hey, John, how's it going? Isaac, what's going on? Knew his background, my background, Rob's background, my dad's background at the university. Just knew everything about us. We're recruiting trips at Nebraska. You're just sitting at a table, you eat one or two coaches might come up. They look at your name tag. Oh, Hey Isaac. And then that was it. Then you go to the game, you're on the field, you know, it was just pretty half ass. Pretty impersonal. Yeah. Fair. Okay. So, and I would say just about every other school we took a trip to was, was real personal. Like rolled out the red carpet, all that stuff. So that first go around, that was the biggest reason. Um, like Nebraska fell off the page for him and it, Came down to K-State, Missouri. K-State, we knew Connor Riley, the O-line coach there, for a long time. He actually played with my brother-in-law at UNO back a long time ago. That would
0: have been late 90s. Yeah, Yeah.
3: early 2000s. and So they uh, knew him. He was recruiting him pretty hard. Um, Marcus Johnson, the O-line coach at Missouri, actually laid laid out a clear plan of how Isaac can get to the field, and they wanted him at a center, and. Went down for a spring game visit, and that was all during COVID. So we had to, you know, everybody had to pay their own way at that point. There was no uh, official visits; everything was, kind of, you know, still kind of locked down. Um, and you get there and you watch the spring game and had a great time. And you, we're on the drive home, and the Eric Link, the recruiting coordinator for the area, he called to go see what we meant about not a lot of opportunity, or there's plenty of opportunity at center. We don't have a lot of guys, and so that, I mean. That calling in of itself kind of sealed it for Isaac coming home and, and knowing he had a good shot and a good game plan to, to get on the field at Missouri. So that was the initial go around. That's, that's the whole reason he, he went to Missouri. And I remember I, I, I talked to Frost. Oh, I bet it was two or three days before Isaac was going to commit. And I told him, I go, listen, he's probably going to commit to Missouri. This is He's leaning hard that way. And he's like, why would he do that? I'm like, Scott, you guys just haven't called him. You haven't shown him how he can get to the field. You haven't, you know, not catered to him, but just built a relationship with him. I
0: mean, you were in sales, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what sales is. It's building a relationship. I mean, the best product doesn't always win. No. (laughs) It's who you have a relationship with, who I feel comfortable with, who I trust. If you don't build that trust, no matter if you two went to school there, he didn't care.
3: No, that's just it. It's like, dang, you know, all you had to do was call the kid. He probably would have been all in you know, walk on whatever it is. So, so ends up going to Missouri. Um, obviously red shirts that first year, he has a blast. He's, you know, got a ton of good friends there. Uh, year two comes around and there's some opportunity there for him. He, he feels like he can earn that scholarship if you will. And kind of just goes through all the fall camp and he gets a couple opportunities here and there. And it just, he can start to see the writing on the wall that like scholarship kids are getting every opportunity out there and he's not getting anything so that pushed him into that transfer portal um did
0: you guys me. see that when you were players that scholarship kids always got the the the, the chances above walk-ons
3: i i did yeah know. i mean i
1: i kind of thought there was there was sort of a at least from my perspective because i'm looking at guys so uh, I, I mean i'm kind of looking i guess sort of like there were walk-ons but man, then you had guys like like Joel Wilkes, although he was kind of I guess I mean there was sort of like that old school gray shirt, like you're gonna walk on, but after two years we're putting you on
3: scholarship. It's sort of a
2: well, that was federal. Hoskinson yeah. I think was promised yeah he got a scholarship and it's, year
3: two. Now
1: now the thing is is that was Tom Osborne right, and if Tom Osborne told you that that shit was happening. For sure. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that was you did not have a – there wasn't, hey, we're going to do this for you, and then it would end up not happening. There were guys who just – you'd be sitting there going like, okay, this kid, we brought him in on scholarship, he is never, ever going to play. It was just – sometimes it was a complete swing and a miss. And I'm thinking of a couple guys in particular that I played with Um, and and man, they'd have a sit down with the kid and basically tell him, listen, here's the deal. You are never, ever going to play here. It's just not going to happen. We're going to give you a couple of options. If you want to transfer, we will work with you to find you a spot somewhere that works for you. So they would put a lot of effort into helping a kid transfer. Um, If the kid didn't want to transfer, it was kind of invested from an academic standpoint in school, close to their degree. What they would do is they would basically, I don't know all the ins and outs of it in terms of how it worked within the rule system, but basically they would cut you from the football team. You'd lose the scholarship, and then they would hire you on as an undergrad assistant coach. Oh, okay. So you would be a university employee. Okay. So you would be employed by the athletic department or the university on the whole but still getting paid or but you would paid. still have everything p- paid for as a university employee okay so basically the salary would match whatever your whatever it costs to go to school okay
3: and it freed up the scholarship then yeah
1: so it would free up a scholarship the next cycle but they would do that and that basically osborne's take was is we will figure we will figure out what works best for you. We're not just going to cut you loose and toss you on the street. Osborne was very hardcore about that. He would, if you were there, he would do what he could to keep you there and keep you in school and see that initial commitment all the way through. Um, and so for a guy like Joel Wilkes or Hoskinson, when you had that kind of setup, it, it, you know, it worked and you knew it was going to work because it was Tom Osborne and he wasn't going back on that, right? So it, it was kind of different then in, in terms of that regard. but I, I, I saw sort of a two-tier system within the walk-ons because there were those guys that you looked at and you're like, okay, that dude's a walk-on, but he's pretty fucking good." And I mean, and those were the guys that you looked at, I mean, like a Joel Wilkes, a Jared Tomich. Yeah. Um you had the guys who were kind of...
0: much didn't walk on, did he? He,
1: he was, was a prop 48, prop 48. Okay. Where you had
3: yeah. to walk on, but he was
0: Yeah, yeah he was pretty damn he good was a stud. Yeah. Um but you, and you Prop 48 all, just means he didn't have a high enough ACT, right?
3: just had to sit out a year. Yeah. But he, yeah, I mean the thing is so you sit
1: and talk <laughs> I mean, to these guys. That, I mean, I remember Kevin Raymaker's would have been a prop 48. Dude was fucking smart. He
0: just couldn't do standardized yeah, tests. Yeah, because that's what uh, standardized tests are stupid. Yeah. They're
3: they're biased. Yeah, no. Well, I, tri- yeah. Christian, same thing. He uh, obviously probably wasn't trying at all. No, I don't. Think <laughs> if you look at that dude now and he's freaking multi millionaire. Guys, all over. Yeah, the
1: guy's all over Twitter. Or yeah. not Twitter. In, uh, what's the employment? The LinkedIn. Like there there we oh, go. is he? Christian is? Oh, God, yeah. I didn't know that. He's, that's like his primary usage of social oh. media is all LinkedIn. But. Um, no, but yeah, it's, I mean, but and then you had, I mean, there were outliers too. I mean, there were the guys like the Brian Pruitts, the Brady Kaskies who were like the true work their way up the ladder to the point where by the time they were seniors, these guys were alternate starters on the old line.
0: But let's take Prop 48 out of it. You were at a time where North Dakota State, South Dakota State, they're still division two, right? And. and and the scholarship money's not there, it's not as competitive, and you had Nebraskans who'd go, okay, I'll walk on because I'm going to get that chance in two years. Now you, it's not you, that way anymore.
1: No, and I no. do think you would get that. I, I think you legitimately I, – John, I agree with you. I think there was a difference in terms of how the scholarship guys and the walk-ons were treated. And I'm not saying – not a good, bad way, but if you were a scholarship guy, they saw that as a – Investment. They, there was a vested interest in that, and they were going to sure, try yeah. to get those guys.
3: You were going to get a couple more opportunities. Now, yeah, you're talking about having your tier system for your walk-on guys. I totally agree with that, and you'd have those guys come out that your top-tier walk-ons that would just they would perform. Yeah, and you could not take a look at them. Couldn't yet. ignore them. Yeah, so they made it painful to not be on the field for the coaches. So they're like, I'm I'm getting a scholarship. One way or the other, I'm performing here. And correct me if I
1: are, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't both Jeff and Joel Makovic uh, yes. start out as walk-ons?
3: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Joel, yeah. I think, was another one of the your what a gray shirt, if you will. Yeah, whatever that term they used. We'll give you a scholarship the next year, but
0: but not everybody. I mean, some schools would do that. and Say, hey, you're going to gray shirt with the promise of a scholarship. But if you didn't perform, if they knew you weren't going to play
1: again, that was Osborne right. and his staff. Yeah. That I mean, there, there was a group of people that. I'm not saying they were perfect, but damn, they they did everything in their power. If they if they made a promise that I think they really made the legitimate issue uh, effort to see that through. So
0: yeah. Scott messes up the whole recruiting thing with Isaac. He goes to Missouri, uh, two years at Missouri. Yep. <clears throat> the plan they laid out does not fall, come through. Yeah,
3: right? it doesn't fall in place, if you will. Um, so he and like I said, he can see the writing on the wall. He's like. I can stay. I guess I'll probably finish it out. I'll that costs you more money, though. Oh yeah, that's just financially. I'm thinking like, dang. All right. Well, we'll make it work. It's you know if that's where you want to be, you got your buddies there. I totally get it. And he did, he had some good friends there. So two years, you're in the group. I mean, it's just how it is with with college athletes. He's he's tight with still tight with a bunch of guys down there. So he decides to leave. He tells the coaches. Um, Were they surprised? Uh, the O-line coach was a little bit, he thought he was a little early to leave. He's like, I'd love to have you stay, you know, another year, give it another shot. We could use you. Um, how do we make this work? He's like, listen, I just.
0: Cause he's got three years eligibility, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah.
3: And Isaac was like, listen, I just think I need to make the move now. If I'm going to make a move, if I stay here and I end up getting stuck on the sidelines, I'm going to be on the sidelines the rest of my football career. So the O-line coach was, was pretty good to him. Um, Head coach was like, took it a little personal, but it, which I totally understand. You're a head coach, and in, in the world of transfers now, you don't want kids to leave your program. It looks bad, right? N- no matter what level there are. I think it's the way it's going to be now. I think what's the average? Like 15 per team now, I think, leaves. I, I don't know if it's that
0: high, but it's, uh, I, I think it depends on where you're at and, and yeah. how good you are. It's,
3: that's probably it, not a bad number. It, though. It's the new way yeah. for football. Yeah. So it's, It is what it is. But so he, in my view, leaves on good terms and in a sense where he goes down and talks to the strength coach and the strength coach is like, man, I loved having you in here. Big hugs, you know, going to miss you. You're going to do awesome wherever you end up. Equipment manager, same thing. They loved him. He gets his helmet, his jersey. So they sent him on his way pretty good. Um, And I think in his mind, and while he even said this, he goes, I just figured I'm going to leave Missouri and probably just walk on in Lincoln." get a bunch of Adidas gear. It'll be awesome. Um, be fun as heck, run it out on that field in front of all those people. And then I'm going to be in misery for three hours standing on the sidelines. You know, the kid wants to play bad. So that happened, you know, he, he comes home. Um, we're hanging out All of a sudden, North Dakota state starts calling him. And then I would say a week after he got back home, they offered and I think it caught him off guard a little bit and gave him a bunch of confidence, which was good visited Augie. He he still had those offers from the D2 schools. and um, I'm
1: not going to kid you. R- R- I don't want to say Ryan was like in tears
3: but I, I think Ryan was like oh my
1: god this is going to be the greatest thing ever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it had been pretty cool he was, and Augie treated him great. They yeah. went up there for a visit and they I mean rolled out the red carpet. He's going into something in health administration so the God, what was it? President of Sanford sat down with them. They had lunch together, so...
0: Yeah, you've got two huge... Averro and Stanford. Averro and, yeah, Stan- yeah.
3: and, and Sanford are both up there, and both are big. Stanford's
0: getting sold, though, so maybe it's a good thing he got out. <laughs> Who
3: knows? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, regardless, it was... I mean... Guess what's all over Fargo? Sanford.
1: Averro and Sanford. <laughs> <laughs> they own everything in the area down there. They they got the whole Dakotas locked down. So,
3: but... um. That impressed them. So, I mean, uh, South Dakota was impressive to them. And then, obviously, North Dakota State and their tradition up there is just ridiculous, yeah. right? I mean, they're...
1: A down I mean, year
3: is going to the national title game and not winning. Right. Which was this year. This year, yeah. Yeah. I think they're like 10 of the last 12 championships. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Like. Which is which is incredible. So, But you also come in on, on the time, a very difficult time if you want to walk on to Nebraska because you're in a coaching change. So you've got right. You've got coaches who are like,
3: I've got to go find players. Because if we don't find players, For we're, sure. we're screwed. So how does this but, all work? So I'm looking at it, and my wife and I are both looking at it like, well, this guy's at the podium saying he wants legacy kid. He's going to lock down every legacy kid. He's locking down the state again. He wants all these kids to, to not leave the program. It's like, okay, well, cripes, Isaac fits every one of those or checks every one of those boxes. Legacy kid, you know. Rob and I both played there. Both of his uncles on my wife's side played there. Um, he's a you know in-state kid, you know, heck of a good player. You know, they need a center. You know, they don't. Ha- they brought in that Ben Scott, who I think is going to be pretty good. Um, and he clearly came right out and said that he his position center. Now well, they don't have a backup center, so there's an opportunity. So we were pretty excited about it. Like, you know, you got a, a father who who played there and. Your son might be able to go there, which would be pretty neat. And Isaac was real excited about that opportunity too. And he's got some good confidence because of the North Dakota State thing. And then, uh, so he, I'll back up a little bit. We do that official visit at North Dakota State after they had offered. And again, red carpet gets rolled out. Meet the coaches. They say everything right. Um, it had an awesome time up there you know go through their tradition you see all the rings all the trophies and stuff I mean it's impressive have you ever been up there
1: I have well I mean I've been to the Fargo Dome yeah um so I mean I've been on campus I've seen the Fargo Dome I I haven't seen it from that
3: perspective where you talk about like the trophies the rings etc super cool I mean it's like Lincoln was back in the mid to late 90s i mean the tradition how the players are we'd see random players everyone would come up and shake your hand and just a great atmosphere and then they just built brand new facilities which is on par with what nebraska currently has now not what they're building what they're building is just unbelievable uh nobody will be able to touch it which is fine but you know it doesn't
0: matter anymore right facilities Mm -mm. they don't you know what matters money
1: so (laughs) nil hey little uh side tangent here and then we're going to loop back in i remember like month one with the giants during off-season mini camps uh myself and then scott Gregg, who was one of the big offensive tackles and right. our university of montana kid fcs school john yeah um anyway he was our second round pick he and I are walking along underneath Giants Stadium with the offensive line line coach Pete Mangurian. Pete was an LSU guy, played with uh, Bob Dugas down at LSU. Really? Yeah, I doc- didn't know that. Yeah, Doctor Dugas, who's one of the team doctors down in Lincoln, had played with the old line coach for the Giants at the time. Anyway, he was just kind of asking Scott and I, just like, "Hey, how are you guys doing? You hanging in there with the workouts, all of this stuff?" and he kind of asked us sort of a generalized what-do-you-think-of-things kind of things? question. And I remember both Scott and I made a comment about some of the facilities, and we kind of talked about the weight room. And I remember Scott saying that the weight room at Montana at the time, now keep in mind, this is mid-1990s. Yeah. So this was three decades ago. Even then, Scott said the weight room at Montana Was far bigger and far better outfitted than the New York Giants' weight room,
3: and I remember going to the players. Well,
1: bingo! And I remember Mangurian looks at Scott and I, and he goes, "He goes, hey, he goes, you know, all that money that's going into facilities in college, and we're like, yeah." He goes, "That's going to pay your salaries now."
0: And that's and that's that's the
1: direction it's all. Yeah, absolutely. that's That's the direction it's all going.
0: So so you go through the the, the the walk, the official visit at North Dakota State. Are you still getting recruited by Nebraska hard yet or not?
3: Um, there's Rail is talking to him a fair amount, um, haven't heard from Bruel almost the entire time, which is you know you, you see him all over Twitter, he's reaching out to kids, they're having visits. It's like, man, it just doesn't look good doesn't feel good. Would' be nice to have him contact him um, and it had a lot of people reach out to Rule on Isaac's behalf, too. Like, hey, you got to take a look at this kid. You don't want to miss on him. He'd be a you know, heck of an asset to your team. So we, we do the North Dakota State visit. That was two weeks ago, I believe. Maybe it's going on three weeks. Well, it, it was a Wednesday, Thursday. That Friday, we lined up a visit to Nebraska. Because he needed to make a decision. Because the following Monday, school starts at North Dakota State. Oh, OK. So, so, so it's a fast turnaround. Um, so we go down to Lincoln, and again they did an awesome job. Red carpet gets rolled out. We meet most of the coaching staff. Um, I've known Domreal a long time. Really like the guy. He's awesome. So kind of have a little bit of relationship with Donnie, and he did a great job. Did film study, which I can sit there and watch film with coaches all day long and watch him break down stuff. And he talked about his family and his his um, uh, uh, coaching philosophy and how he does things, how he's running practice things like that, where he thinks Isaac could fit in. Um, then you got, you know, Teddy Prohaska comes in the room, who Isaac I damn near grew up playing with. We did little league football together and all that stuff. So good buddy of his, you know, is hanging out with him in the the whole recruiting trip and see the facilities. And then the, the last thing, it's like, listen, I'd like to talk to Coach Rule if it's possible. They're like, oh, yeah, he'll, he'll be in next. And so he comes in and legit, he's – he seems like I told you kind of fidgety and nervous and, um, there was a TV on that he couldn't get turned off. And I just like, Hey, why don't you just unplug it? And He unplugs it. Um, <laughs> he finally just sits, he sits down and he goes, so you guys got some questions for me. And he goes, what can I help you with? And I go, yeah, I do. And I, I go, I appreciate you taking the time and, and taking a look at Isaac. I go, I'm just curious. I go, he, I look at this kid and I go, obviously, maybe rose-colored glasses, but what you're saying on the podium, this kid's checking every one of those boxes. I go, help, help me understand that. He goes, I get it, yeah, and he, he goes, so you're talking legacy and an in-state kid, and I go, yeah, and he goes, just, I'll get this out of the way first. He goes, just to be clear, it, it's a walk-on offer. I go, okay, I, I appreciate that. And He goes, legacy, he goes, that can be a double-edged sword. He goes, I've seen it both sides. He goes, the last thing I want to have happen here is your son come here. We tell him he's going to get an opportunity. He doesn't get the opportunity you think he, he should have. You're pissed at me. He's pissed at me. Now everybody's pissed at me. And I'm like, oh, that's a fair point. And he goes, I've had it happen. He goes, I've also had it happen where it worked out and it was awesome. And he goes, I'll be honest with you. He goes, Isaac, he looks at Isaac. He goes, you have an offer to North Dakota State, don't you? I just, yeah, that's a hell of an offer. He goes, I'm not the guy that's going to talk you out of that. He goes, during um, pro day, he goes, we didn't come to Lincoln. He goes, we went to you and I and we went to North Dakota State to find linemen. He goes, that's where we went. He goes, I'm hoping to change that in Lincoln when I get my guys here. I'm like, okay. I go, well, if you. Look, that's a big thing when he says, my guys. My guys. So yeah. hold on. So he, I go, all right, well. Look at the t- current 23 class that you have. And I go, I, I, I'm not trying to compare them, but I go, Isaac's got two years, you know, granted, not a lot of game experience at an SEC school, though. But I go, it's an SEC school, and he went against one of the top defensive defenses in the SEC. I go, he's got some good playing experience, and he's been in the college program. He knows what to expect. He goes, you're right. He does. He goes, I'd love to see some game film on him. I go, well, have you looked at any film on him at all? He goes, nope. He goes, I haven't looked at the 23s film either. I'll be perfectly honest with you. They're not my guys. I was like, damn. Really? He goes, I'm going to coach them. I'm excited to get them here and see what I can do with them. But he goes, not my guys.
0: See, that's so, that's no different than going back to Colorado. Dion's coming in and saying, I'm bringing my guys with me. If you don't I'm, like I'm it. I'm bringing my own I'm luggage. I'm bringing my own luggage.
3: Now, he did do a bunch of visits to a lot of those guys. And I think. There's a good group out there. I do think Well, and
0: you is.
1: you said he made the point, he goes, listen, he goes, I, I don't know a lot of these guys because we right. haven't developed that relationship with them over the last couple of years because he, I haven't been here the last couple of years. Yeah. He, and he, he, you said he did emphasize, I'm going to do everything I can to win with the
3: guys we've got. For sure. Yeah, it's not did. a. He wasn't, I don't mean it derogatory, but he, he's just, he's got a plan and he's going to make that plan work, which. You can't fault it. he he's the head coach. He's got to make strides.
0: And by the way, guys that perform that aren't his guys will be his guys, right? Mm. I, mean, oh, I mean, 100%. I mean, 100%. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that that had to help you make a decision fairly. Or was it still for, was it tough to make it for you?
1: But, for
3: me it was I'm like, yeah, "Dude, you got to go north." <laughs> like it
1: plain and simple, right? But it had to be hard too, because I'm sitting there because you would call me every
3: Yeah, I'd keep you in the loop with it yeah
1: like once a week like hey here's where it's at here's what's going on and i'm and i'm trying to i'm trying to insert myself i mean into like okay if i'm isaac what would i do in this situation right if i'm you his father what would i be telling my kid in this situation if i if i'm matt rule what would i be thinking about how would i
3: deal with this kid right in this situation well and he's got a I mean, his plate is full. He's got a program that was... I
0: I think it's more screwed up than anybody will ever know.
3: Oh, yeah. I really think it is. And we thought it was screwed up after Mike Riley. Yeah. Yeah. And again, no disrespect to Frost. We're friends. I get along with the guy great. But, I mean, boy, there's a lot of stuff missed. A lot. It's I mean, great, and it's Severe great. came out with a lot of the same things that we went through with other kids that were getting recruited, just forgotten phone calls, things like that. And yeah, I mean, it's brutal. But so hopefully they they do get it flipped and it gets rolling again. But to Rule's credit, I mean, he could have sat there and been like, "We'd love to have you here," and then the kid could have gotten just stashed on the yeah. sideline, right? He, even, he was a walk on at Penn State back when we were at Nebraska. Yeah. Well, I you said you,
1: you, you said you had that conversation with him. Yeah, he he came about right that, out about the fact that because you you were talking with Rule about like, hey, I know Isaac's going to be a walk on. Yeah, if he comes to Nebraska, what kind of opportunity is
3: he going to get? And you said Rule touched on his own experience with that. Yeah, he came right out. He goes, listen, there, he'll get an opportunity. He goes. When I was the walk-on, he goes, I knew I'd get an opportunity. I also knew that the guy next to me who was on a scholarship was going to get four or five opportunities. And he's, he's right. I mean, that's how it works.
0: So the odds aren't in your favor. It's four no. to one. Or it's, or it's, or it's you know, four talk- to one in favor of the other guy.
3: We talked earlier about it, too. If you're a walk-on, let's say you're ranking players on how they perform on the field and five being the best. Your, your starters are probably playing at a four and a half, five. Your backups are what three and a half stars, let's say. Your walk ons better be strike to get noticed, better be playing at a six or seven. That's how much better you got to be for coaches to really start noticing because you're only going to get one or two opportunities five plays versus 15 or 20. Wow. So if you screw up one play, they're like, Yeah, I knew it. He's. Get him
0: out of here. So how much agonizing did, did he do
3: before he made the, the decision? So Friday was tough. So Friday afternoon, you get home from the visit, and he's just mentally you can tell he's wiped. So in and out of naps on the couch and just hanging out like, dang. And, um, he had a couple more questions for Rayola. Um, ended up touching base with him again. And that, that almost made it harder because Rayola laid out, here's my starters. Here's my backups. I don't have a backup center yet. So then Isaac's like, dad, I know I can earn that. I'm like, buddy, I know you can't too. Are they gonna give you that opportunity too? You know, did he say you're gonna be the backup center? Well, no, I go, okay. I don't mean to sound like a dick, bud, but show me a program in the nation, regardless of level, that their backup center is not on scholarship. He's like, yeah, that's a fair point. Then he goes, What would you do? I'm like, Oh my gosh, Bud, that's a tough one.
0: I you know what my son who's sitting right behind that curtain never does? Yeah. Ask me what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it's
3: well, two parts to it, right? And you even said it, there's a million kids out there that would love to be in that position. And I told him that. I go, Bud, you're in a you got a golden ticket. This is awesome. You got well, great was, two opportunities. Yeah. Well that
1: was the yeah, that was the point I I tried making was like, you know, at the end of the day, Either one of these
3: kicks ass. Yeah, you're not going to go wrong. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're going to walk on in Nebraska and be part of a Power 5 football program. In-state kid, that's pretty freaking cool. Or you're going to go to this program up in North Dakota, which, I mean, it's a fucking program. Yeah, it is program with capital. So, my yeah. former boss, uh, Ken Dudzik, his,
0: his son Christian played up there. I think he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer up there. He was, yeah, what was part of that first national championship team and, and part of Craig Bull's recruiting. I mean,
3: yeah. they've they built a dynasty up there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, oh, it, and again, Rule touched on it. He goes, Listen, they have a tradition and a culture up there. He goes, We don't. I was like, Dang, this is harsh. And he goes, yeah. I'm changing that. We will have a culture. He goes, but that place is a factory
0: because it, it doesn't happen overnight. No, I, I mean it takes it takes a couple, and he may win with all the portal guys that he's bringing in, but those are still one and done guys, or maybe a couple of years. That, right, that you got to change the culture with them. They'll get to a bowl game for sure. They, which I
3: mean, they I really, don't. They uh, they' Which that, I mean, one of that the, should be pretty easy for him. I think. yeah. Well. Yeah. Never th- assume things, John. <laughs> Dude, I th-
1: I thought it was going to be <laughs> Bad. That way bad under f- words there. Yeah, most of those years under Scott, I thought were bowl you game it was was well within reach. I you know you talk about the whole program thing. One of the things you verbalized this to me on a number of occasions, and it was something I thought about with Ryan, who for those listening is my son, who's at Augustana. Um... One of the things that you had talked about was, you think about the experience that you and I had going to school down in Lincoln. You think about, we walked into a place that had this very strong, very well-established culture with a very stable coaching staff. Everybody knew everybody else. It it was you. You you didn't. I mean, if a new person came in, they got integrated into this incredibly tight knit community down there. Um, and you won two coaches.
3: That was it. That came and went. Bowl and um.
1: Yeah. Although for me, even yeah, yeah. But if you get, you got to remember though. For me, uh, John Melton retired. After my senior season in high school, God, that's right. And uh, Kevin Steele came in, so I remember hanging out with Kevin Steele because I was working down. I was going to school and working down on the in the dorms on campus summer before my freshman year at Nebraska, and like I'm hanging out with Kevin Steele. He's the new guy on the staff, and he was there for the five years I was there, and then he left. Uh, was it right after that
3: '94 season to go to the Panthers? I thought he stayed '95. I can't remember now, though. He might have.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to remember. I'm blanking on what year it was he left. It was if it was after '94, '95. But yeah, I when I hit the door, you there was zero changes on the football staff, and most of those 20 plus year guys
3: too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, somebody like uh, God, like. Dan Young who came on board straight from uh Westside West from Omaha Westside. Yeah. Dan was like the new guy. Well, I mean Kevin was because he took over for John Melton in nine, in in well, didn't 89 Young and 90, but end up there at the same time. Like 79, 80 yeah. coming from Lincoln Southeast right around there. 79, 80, 81 right around there. I know Dan was at Westside through 81,
3: at least 81, 82. Well, even I mean like you talked about earlier my experience uh, with recruitment at Nebraska, you i remember you called me because that night that thursday night if we loop all the way back that's to ended up offering yeah so, oh and i remember you accepting on the spot oh it was cra- great <laughs> well and before that you i had,
1: told him i needed a couple weeks to think but about you remember
3: it. talking to me earlier on about oklahoma nebraska like you you mentioned that yeah you could go there you'll probably play right away he goes but man look at that's right in the middle of their coaching changes. Like, yeah, Switzer
1: was gone. Gibbs. Yeah, Gary Gibbs had Gibbs. taken yeah. over, and he he was by Oklahoma standards struggling. They were like yeah. a in his time there, he was six and five on the low end and like nine and two on the good end. And right, I mean, I mean, but he was like he was Gary Gibbs was Oklahoma soulage. No matter how good he did. How well he did. Horrible spot to be in. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Nobody was going to
1: like him. And he was Switzer's longtime D coordinator. He'd been there forever. Yeah.
0: So who did Isaac call to say, uh, did did he call North Dakota State first or Nebraska first? Uh, North Dakota State.
3: Okay. Did he call Rayola or did he call Rule? Uh, Rayola. How did did he take it? Uh, Good. He's like, man, that's a great choice. He goes, I can't fault you in any of that. Um, You know, best of luck. And the nice thing is Rayola's... Raola had told him before, Isaac flat out asking me, do you think I'm a scholarship kid? And Raola goes, 100% I do. I really do. He goes, but I don't get to make the final decision. So that's hard. Because right? he's
0: lucky to have a job.
3: Well, he's on a two-year contract. Yeah. You know? So it's almost like he's double secret from probation or something. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard about anybody else's contract or length yeah. of term. So just his. but. He, and, he's been awesome.
0: And if his nephew wasn't a quarterback, he would not have a job. Right. I still sit around and think, do you really like,
1: keep a full? Yeah, like, I don't do, know. Like a six-figure salaried assistant around just because you're trying to recruit a kid in the family. Shit, they offered
3: Dayton, the younger brother. Yeah, I did see that. And he's a freshman. So, Granted, Dylan got a scholarship offer when he was a freshman. And that kid is legit.
0: But he's that's the only reason line. he still has a job. What well, I mean, let's be honest, right?
3: We'll see. I mean, he's worked with some good players. So there's, out not here. there's, there's that yeah. But, most but there's but, days but,
1: though. Do you remember there were days I came in here because we would do those O line breakdowns during the season. There were days I came in, and it was one of those. It's one of two situ. It's one of two things. Either a. Riola's the worst O line coach in the country. <laughs> or he is the The, greatest O-line coach in the country and he has the the, worst fucking athletes on the planet. And the, the thing is, though, too, I'm looking at guys that I played with who have gone down and hung out for multiple practices and observed and have actually helped as volunteer coaches down there. Most of those guys have all said, it, it 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 wasn't yeah, it's Donnie. It that,
0: wasn't Donnie. That's fine. I'm gonna ask you both. I still I still it's a yes think or no you... answer. If his nephews aren't good football players, does he still have a job? I think yeah. You're crazy.
3: You're smoking dope. I could be wrong. I'm John, not, I mean... yes or no. So his the way I saw it working out, so he did his interview early on with Rule, and then Rule told him I got more guys to interview. And then Later in that, or two weeks later, he ended up getting the job. So he will want, was he Brule's first pick. I don't know. What? Was he interviewing other guys to be nice with him? I don't know. I like Rayola. I think he'll do a good job. His, I'm not
0: saying that. I'm just saying his, usually uh, with new coaches you don't usually keep
3: guys around. Right.
0: It just it doesn't. Well, he didn't well. fit
3: the bill. Everybody was saying you need to keep. Was it Bush? Yeah. Um, yeah. He had like everybody's bill Bush. like you need to keep that guy. Well, he was gone quick.
0: Bill Bush is kind of like Doc Sadler. You just get fired multiple st- multiple right. times from the same university.
1: I always feel bad because I think the guy's a really solid coach. He was a was he, he, was, there was, when he was he the renewer? There. Yeah, yeah. He was a
3: GA when I was down there. No, I mean Rayla. He he ended it well. He's like, listen, bud, the door's always open here. Grab me when your cans of water. Dude. There you go. Well, that's
0: loud screaming across
3: the. <laughs> I need to hydrate after drinking those IPAs. <laughs> But, yeah, he, I mean, he said the door's open. If something happens up north and doesn't work out, then you're always welcome here, which, you know, you appreciate that. Well, if, you then we got
0: up, the- if it didn't work out up north, he's going to Augustana and plays with Ryan. That's what we're going to That's what we're gonna yeah, make happen. We did you and I ever contact you? Because I reached out to Mark Farley, and I said, hey, at least take a look at him. I don't know if um, you and I it, looked
3: at him. Uh, is it Clayton Clanton? Yeah. He did a couple times, and then he took that Iowa State job, and I oh. think he got um, not overwhelmed, but I, all the contacts stopped after that. Yeah. Then he announced that he took that job, and by that time it was too late for Isaac. He had to commit. Yeah, I
0: mean, you and I would have been a great place to play too. But it's just, yeah, you wonder how many guys got lost for Mark Farley in that during that transition. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go be the the OC at Iowa State. Which,
1: and, and I mean, wasn't he? He was an Iowa State guy, and I, I, believe I mean, that's where so, yeah. he played college ball. Yeah. at, I thought.
0: So, yeah. and they, you and I had a great offense this year too. So. Yeah. The, and they pump uh, them out too. They're a great yeah.
3: program. Which
1: it, it is interesting when you look at some of those schools. Like I mean, you look at you and I. You look at North Dakota State. You look at South Dakota State. You've got these teams that are churning out NFL guys left and right, and it's.
3: Well, and to Isaac, you know, know going back when he asked me what would I do. I brought up the whole my situation between Oklahoma and Nebraska. It's like Bud. The only thing I can think of is this, and I, it doesn't really fit the bill that well. But you have Oklahoma, who's in turmoil coaching changes they're maybe average above average as far as um, record goes I was going to play could you imagine if you had gone to Oklahoma oh my gosh my wife reminds me a lot I would have never met her
1: yeah that's probably true You would have, but I mean that you would have been there for like the Howard Schnellenberger
3: oh, John Blake era. It was horrible. They went downhill, and we smoked them like sixty to nothing. Oh
0: yeah, it was, I was almost, there. It, was, it
3: was sad. I mean, I felt and bad I, for him. So there was none of us like Colorado. There was zero respect. We all respected OU. It was a yeah, probably the best rivalry. Hundred percent. And then they took it away from us. But no, I I brought those two in a mix for Isaacs. and I just compared Nebraska. To, when I played was North Dakota State today. OU was Nebraska, and he's like, well, "Okay, that helps." He goes, "Apparently," and he goes, "I'm I'm going north." I'm like, "You you need to go to North Dakota State," and you like
0: find some hunting spots for me. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's was, already been. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> well, and that's why I'm
1: that's why I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I'm, I'm going back. I mentioned it earlier, but I mean, you go back to that idea of what you had said about. I mean, we tangent it off of this quickly, but. The experience that you and I had at Nebraska in the
3: early mid yeah I don't think you find well your Bamas and Georgia's well you can have it you but can but North I mean Dakota it's, State's got it you think about that as a player what are you
1: looking for in terms of some of these intangibles you want that sense of culture you want that sense of belonging you want that sense of closeness within the team you want that success you want everybody again not to go PJ Fleck here. You, you want that sense of being in a program where everybody's rowing the boat in the same direction. Right.
3: Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. They,
1: That's North Dakota state yeah. right there. When I looked at the two of them um, and I totally get it. I mean, it's we, you, cause I, I talked about the whole, like, fuck, if I was going through this, if I was you, if I was Isaac, if I was Matt rule, it, it, like what would my thought process be in those different situations? And, you know I go back I keep going back to that in terms of the overall experience like what am I going to get out of this as a person yeah and I don't I don't sit there and it's not a that it, now that it's 30 years later I don't sit here 30 years later going okay yeah we were these I we I was part of this badass power five football program in the early to mid 90s what i get out of that what i what i still have what i still think about what i still consider part of me is those intangibles of oh my god that was an amazing group of people to be oh. part of this program the locker room yeah. is
3: by far what i miss them And granted yeah. don't get me wrong the three rings were great again should have been five rings but that <laughs> but, but the, the ring, locker room was the rings by were far the, the
1: best. rings were the side effect of everything else yeah and it's that everything else that I look at now, it's the the people, it's the, the, the overall experience, it's that like, oh my God, to be part of an organization that functioned the way that organization functioned at that time at such that high level of success and how we achieved that and how I can take those lessons and you know, apply them to my life, blah, 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 blah. Right. That's the stuff I think about thirty years later. Yeah. It's not the oh yeah I was a power five guy in a in a in a major power plane conference with a chance at winning national titles every year. That's not what I go back. to. Are you to. saying
0: there's more to winning and losing?
1: <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Um. You know what?
3: But there is okay. the plane experience. Like for Isaac, he he's and I mean, you he want made to play. that comment like you I want can stand to on part the part sidelines of yeah. and be. He goes, but I will be miserable. He goes, I want to hear my name called. I want to help the team. I don't want to help him in practice. I want to help him during the games. It's like, yeah, I get it, bud. I played. I I can't imagine standing on the sidelines.
0: Is it hard? This is going to be a weird question. Because both of you, you've got a Division II player. You've got a, now an FCS player. Is it hard that your kids weren't as good as you? Fuck, not at all. Okay, but it's a fair question. No. Okay. It's a great. No,
3: you're going to have a different answer? I think he's better than me. I mean, I would have paid money for my son's frame. I mean, he's got me beat by yeah. like two inches.
1: he's probably taller he's than me right now. Dumb smart when it
3: comes to football. I didn't, nothing kicked for me until halfway through my senior year in high school. Then I was like, oh, now well, this is kind of making sense. I mean, I was kind of a moron when it came to football. So you're can, saying in, in the
0: mid '90s, Isaac said is full scholarship Division
3: one player. Yeah, I would. Say yeah, so. he's pretty. Easy. Yeah. Oh, and even if he was coming out, I mean, I'll go as far as to say if he was coming out this year. I, I don't see how you don't give him one. And,
0: and I probably phrased that wrong. You're saying the word is not as good as you, but maybe not the same opportunity that you had knowing their potential. That how's how's that.
3: Yeah, there, there mean, has been a lot of stuff changed though. I mean, there are mm. legit giants roaming the earth now. I mean, <laughs> look around. Look I'm, at Teddy. Know, yeah, 6'10". Well, he's yeah. finally listed at 6'10" now. But like, he's it,
1: But but I mean that's a kid who in in 1990, 1993, 1995. That's a kid who you go back to that era, he'd be looking for a D2 or FCS basketball spot. Yeah. That's probably. not a kid who'd be looking for a football spot. He just wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean that was the nature of things at the time. Um I you know so two things here. One, I I think about the idea of how would we do in this day and age because part of the part of the things part of the number of things that made me, I I think, a viable option to go to Nebraska to play was the fact that, I mean, it wasn't that I was just big. I mean, I was a big kid. You are a gorilla. I was a gorilla. (laughs) We'll get into that a little bit. (laughs) I was, I could run, I was incredibly strong, but all of that came out of the fact that I was this complete workout nerd. I was the guy who was going to the library and reading books on kinesiology my junior year in high school. I'm figuring out, okay, what do I got to do to stimulate muscle growth, and what do I need to do from a nutrition standpoint? And, hey, Dad, you work for a university. Are there nutritionists there? Yes, there are. Here's a list of questions I have for those nutritionists. Yeah, Go ask them, I need to know about this, 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 and this. And do you remember, my dad would go and do that, And it's, that's the kind of thing that I, I I mean, it was like the opportunity I had from that was great. But I mean, that's the kind of thing where I would sit back and I would go get that kind of information and incorporate that into what I'm doing now.
3: Turn turn around and we're taking all the protein shakes and all that stuff. Oh, I was on
1: chromium and I was taking boron and branch chain amino acids. There weren't, I remember when, but I
3: do remember, I I got all my stuff from you, the knowledge part of it, but we were doing hang cleans before people were doing hang cleans in high school. And granted, go back to Mark uh, Fangman. I mean, we had a power lifter that worked as a strength coach for fun at the high school.
1: Yeah. And that was amazing to have that as a resource. But I mean, I, I think about what we had as resources and what we sought out at that time, we were kind of the outliers.
2: you oh, did 100%. not
1: yeah, you didn't see a lot of kids doing that in that time period now and again, we played did you you didn't do anything in the winter in high school? you didn't no. do wrestling or basketball. Uh-uh. So I mean I did football in the fall I did track in the spring. Right. I I spent my I spent my winters in high school <laughs> having shoulder injuries. That's true. Um yeah. but it's you know I I played two two sports would probably would have wrestled if I had not had the shoulder injuries. Yeah. Now that being said I spent a lot of time I spent all winter lifting weights. I lifted all through spring. You know, I was the guy that I remember. Like after football practice, lifting weights, and the coaches coming in, and I, I remember Lee Zenick, former Husker. i uh, John Gingery, the still the coach at Lincoln East. Yeah. Lincoln East, two high school, two head football coaches in their entire history. God, that's John, true, yeah. yeah, John Gingery, who actually was a walk on football player at Nebraska. John getting on my keys, you're gonna overtrain because I was lifting during the season in high school. No such thing. So I, anyway, my point is, I, I do kind of look back and I think, like, how good would I be today?
3: Well, guy, now you got X Edge, you got Warren mm. Academy, you have what is it, first pick? Yeah. We, which
1: honestly, these... we'd be doing all that stuff yeah. at the same time. It's just you and I were complete workout junkies back then what i wonder is is would we be like joe bob average today i mean we were the outliers back in back in the late 1980s early 90s we were the
0: outliers let's use the the sue glover pissing match you got into on on twitter right everybody's like well you you can't compare well glover would have done the same workouts that everybody i mean you you would have adapted with and that
1: was that was my okay so that was my thing on that one which one when anybody says who was the best team of all time, nobody is saying, Hey, let's pick up the 1971 Nebraska football team, which I would actually argue relative to the time period that they played was the greatest, greatest college football team of all time. Sorry, dude, about 95. Yeah. Even ESPN thought 71 Nebraska. Um, the uh 95 our we're back, okay. our backups you you guys yeah, were okay we were good um the thing I go back to is what everybody's like well yeah I mean if you took 2001 Miami and put them up against 71 Nebraska 2001 Miami oh smoke God. them I was like okay well yeah I totally get that Some what I'm first trying rounders yeah well what I'm trying to say is relative to the time period in which you play, you can't you can't take people out of their time period i mean that 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 1924 Notre Dame team was pretty freaking good too i'm just saying
3: here <laughs> yeah no that that makes a ton of sense and it i think with the resources you have now you're right would we have been just another because we were taking it out there
1: we were we were hardcore into nutrition we were doing You had creatine, you had... Yeah, I mean, we were doing the weightlifting workouts that... I remember doing the weightlifting workouts then that now 20, 30 years later, colleges and universities are like, yeah, maybe we should try this. Right. Yeah, I mean, we were decades ahead of our time in terms of a lot of the stuff we were doing. So I do kind of wonder if, if like, would we have made it in this day and age? But. Well,
3: and for me, I whatever, on a great day, I might have been 6'3", more like 6'2". So I, for me personally, I was like, well, i got to get as strong as I possibly can because that's going to be my biggest advantage. I'll be as fast as I possibly can. Because there's guys that, I mean... And you were a soccer You're going to get Peter and Christian yeah. and Ray and First round draft picks every day, and it's yeah. I grew up playing soccer.
1: Yeah, you were a soccer right. guy up until your freshman year in high school. Yeah, like that was your sport was soccer. As I slowly
3: moved back all the way to goalie, finally, I was, <laughs> all right under the wall I was no longer gonna play soccer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but even then, I, I still remember in eighth grade. You made like the, like the Lincoln City All Star team, and yeah, we were a good team. Yeah, you're was, solid, but it's soccer. Yeah,
0: I mean nobody cares. It's
1: it's European it's football. A European it's European foot. football. The communist football.
0: The communist. Now, did Isaac grow during his two years at Missouri? He looks yeah, taller.
3: He's he. I think he's still squeaking out a little bit there. And and granted, you're in that program lifting, so it's he's thicker, bigger. I mean, faster. Yeah.
1: So do you do you think
3: COVID affected stuff?
1: 100 percent. Because I heard that. I mean. Because you you even heard that from North Dakota State, Yeah. when they, you went up there, right they even saying, referenced that.
3: Yeah, they go, we made a mistake on your first go around, and we'll blame COVID on it. Like it's we didn't get you up here, we didn't see you in person. And but I, I think his that, last visit was like a junior day deal, and after that, he grew another inch and a half to two inches. Oh wow! See,
1: and that's the thing because I remember he was like six three, six three and a half as a junior. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's pretty much six five.
0: And so when, he's your size.
1: Yeah, he's, Isaac's, he's not, the dude's not small. But it's, it, that was what, what was, disappointing's kind of a disappointing word to
0: use, but that was what was disappointing about it. You just use disappointing three times in like Twice. the same sentence. Yeah,
1: that, that was the very disappointing word choice by myself. That was the, uh, but that was the thing though about it is that, He finishes his junior year, the last time he really gets a chance for people to see him in person was maybe what, like, fall of his junior year during, like, maybe, like, game day
3: visits. Yeah, and then it all shut down.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, then you hit winter. COVID hit would have been, what, January, February of Isaac's senior year in high school. No, January, February of his junior year in high
0: school. That would have been 20. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so winter of 20 COVID hits, he uh, – but that's the thing. I mean, that's when you normally would have, okay, I grew that last inch, inch and a half. I've put on that last 15, 20 pounds going into my senior year. This is where – like, I'm thinking back, going to the Nebraska football camp summer before my senior year in high school. Yeah. And I show up, and I'm I'm like two sixty five, two seventy, six four, six five. I've been working with Paul Miles. We've been doing all this. I remember sh- that. You remember that? Yeah. So he, Mike years back up. Nice. He was a tr- he was a hard he was like an old school hardcore AAU track guy, and so he would take John and I out and do do all these speed and track workouts with uh, summer summers when we were in high school. So you
0: graduated high school 90? Spring of 90. You graduated? 93. 93. Three brothers in the family, yeah. right? You're the middle child.
1: Yeah, oldest graduated in spring of ni- 88.
0: And his name is? Steve. Steve. So you got Steve, Rob, he, and John. He was
1: the run. He's only like six feet.
0: Okay, I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay, John, I'm going straight to you. Usually, <laughs> usually the middle child, Rob, yeah. is is the troublemaker he's the lost what? soul no. yes yes we're, so sh-
1: we're the ones trying
0: to hold shit together no those yeah. are those are if you have sisters what? females hold shit together Dude. Me- no. listen i come from a family of four boys i haven't talked to two of my brothers in 23 years okay <laughs> and i <laughs> that's no joke and i and i, I talked to one sparingly maybe like once a year he moved to portugal kind of tells you where my family's at right he's like i'm gonna get the hell out of the country he retired at fifty-five and just left. So that, that's females hold stuff together. Was he ever a troublemaker? Me? No, not really. So who's the troublemaker of your family?
3: <laughs> I was a little asshole.
0: Really? Yeah. Dude, you weren't an asshole. You just like you just had.
1: I got fun. In a
3: lot of trouble growing up.
0: You
1: had
3: fun. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. Like were you, were you the
0: Draker in high school, smoked a little weed in high school, stuff like that.
3: None of that. I drank a little. Yeah, but just stupid (laughs) shit. Like, just just getting like I could not
1: not get in trouble. (laughs) I remember so. Yeah, I'm I'm going to drop names here, so I hope it doesn't get him in trouble with his (laughs) boss at work. Chris Ozentowski. Oh yeah. So Chris was an all-state lineman for Lincoln East. You and him were classmates. That was a. I mean, you guys had a good group of athletes there. Yeah. So Chris went to was it Penn?
3: Yeah, that's so right.
1: So he was an Ivy League guy, went to Penn, played football, through shot and disc. Um, was what? Like an international business major. I don't know where Chris is at now, but I guarantee you the fucker's a millionaire. San Diego somewhere. Okay. Or Probably, San yeah. Diego. Guess what? It's 70 degrees there right now. Yeah. That's a win. Um, <laughs> so Chris, like the two stories about Chris. So this is like the guy you hung out with all through from like... Eighth grade through end of your senior year yeah. in high school, so the two of – story number one was like when Chris was at Penn, he and a couple of buddies were like, "Hey, let's go up to the Letterman show because they're they're in Philly. It's a yeah. quick, it's a quick train ride up to New York. Do the Letterman show." So when they went wanted to go, it was the night before a football game. It was a Friday night when they were taping the show, the Letterman show that they were gonna go up. So they all call so they all go up to the show. The coaches think they're like ensconced post bed check in their rooms at in their dorm rooms at Penn. <laughs> and you know how Letterman would always do like these little contests with members of yeah. the audience. It well, would take prizes up to them. So Chris does it Chris and his buddies on the Penn football team go up. They're in the audience they end up winning one of these little audience participation prizes. I forgot about that. Yeah, do you remember? And yeah. Letterman, like, walks up like a case of Bud Light to him as the prize. Yeah. So all on camera. So here's here's Chris picking up his case of beer from David Letterman on TV. National TV on a Friday night before a football with, game with when like the, a
3: pin warm up on yeah
1: when they're supposed <laughs> so to like, be uh, in bed in their dorm room night before a fucking football game
0: that's awesome.
1: All the coaches are watching. Yeah, so <laughs> well
0: For, at that point yeah. either go, well we're busted now anyways, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so yeah. Let's enjoy the ride
1: anyway. That's that's who you hung out yeah. all through high school with was those are my guy. people. The best the best story I remember was somehow the two of you guys got like a hold of a bottle of like it was probably like Everclear. I was gonna say vodka, but I don't think yeah, it's some that cheap good. booze or something. It was like yeah. some kind of Everclear. And I rem- and I still remember that like the way like Chris was like, Hey, I'll hide at my house. Nobody'll ever find it. And he just <laughs> tossed it under his bed. Yeah. And his mom's vacuuming. She goes into dink dink. What's that? (laughs) It was. She goes in. Clean around that here. And like the the vacuum cleaner goes under the bed. And And she's like, "What the hell's that?" She looks under there. It's a bottle of vodka. Yeah, like I said, probably Everclear. Mm. But the the best part of the story is is that. She, like, grounded into his room with, like, an old-school, wait till your dad comes home. Yeah, and like, Clearance. Yeah, and, like, what did, what did Chris say? He said he, he, so he his, his dad comes, you tell the story. We,
3: we were out that night, and, yeah, hides it under there, so Chris comes up in the morning, knows he's in trouble, and his dad's got a shotgun, a beer, <laughs> I think.
1: Like a glass a, of wine a glass of and, wine and a, wine a shot
3: of liquor. And a shot of the booze. And he goes, which one of these would be the most most dangerous? most dangerous? And Chris is a smart ass. He goes, well, I suppose if you drank them all and did the shot and then went hunting, that'd be pretty freaking dangerous. <laughs> his dad's a big guy, too. He just goes ballistic. He said. just loses it on him. He's like, yeah, I'm already in trouble now, so I might as well be a dick. Did, did
0: your dad ever lose it on you guys? I don't know. Not, not
1: really.
3: really.
0: Uh, you know, I mean, of all the stuff, I, I,
1: I mean... That they was really probably could. the worst I mean I don't I don't we're think we good got
3: grades yeah. I mean we got a little bit of a pass because you're getting great grades you're freaking do you want an athlete right I mean you're on scu- they don't have to pay for you so they're ecstatic. yeah they, they sent like three well.
1: they sent three kids to school and yeah, didn't, didn't have, have to, to pay and didn't have to spend it Steve night. didn't play sports did he nobody no, but he was
0: he, academic he, he,
1: yeah full academic
0: okay that leads me to the next question who's the smartest one of the family
3: common sense wise. I'd go Steve.
0: Book that smart. means you're third,
1: Rob Okay, Steve was the so Steve was the You're the easy, dumbest one in
3: easy your family. Target.
0: No You're the dumbest one in your family. Damn.
3: <laughs> Damn. Fucking Iowa. Damn.
0: No, so it was one of those
3: so, that okay. was easy. Walked right into it. Okay, you
1: know what? It was one of those <laughs> Steve was the Steve was the textbook smart. I was the yeah. standardized test smart. You were the common
3: sense smart. Yeah, you didn't have a study, which killed me when I lived with you. Sorry, like I had to work my butt off, but he would just—I uh, got everything memorized on that it, can, it, and strange. would just leave. I'm like, what the <laughs> no, dude? I got a
0: study. I was just with—I was just—I was just with Aaron Graham at a Barnato, and that's the first thing he said. Hate Rob. Why? He goes, he would just n- memorize. And he had—he oh, yeah. had a photo—you had a photogenic me- or brain and you just memorized
3: it. We had what right, a photogenic memory? Yeah, that? whatever. Whatever that is. Greek class we took. Roman I can't remember the name of it. Oh Scientific Greek and Latin. Oh yeah, we took that together and you're just blowing through
0: Scientific them. Greek and Latin <laughs> You're like from Goodwill Hunting. You know, you know the piano, it just just makes sense. Actually the best <laughs> the best part of Scientific no, Greek, Greek and Latin
3: Oh, was it? Well, I remember first, we took a few together. And yeah. every one of them, like, hey, let's go out. I'm like, I, no, <laughs> dude, we got a test. I got to study for it. Nah, you'll be fine. If <laughs> fail it, he gets an A. I'm like, how'd you get an A? Oh, that was easy. Like, what? <laughs> no, it wasn't.
0: So I, I don't know yeah, if this is I miss, true. I
3: miss school. Because
0: you and I haven't hung out that much but you're a lot quieter than Rob has he always been a long-winded windbag that he just doesn't shut the fuck up
3: <laughs> he's he's lucky he's not like an internist or in uh, like a primary care physician because he'd make no money he'd see two patients a day yeah that's probably uh, one of the funniest
0: <laughs> things and I thought because I was at your dad's funeral and it was it was it was so well received and, and so many people there what was your brother going yeah rob was supposed to do this but We'd be here like all day. Long. I'm paraphrasing, but he's yeah. what well. said. Rob couldn't speak at the funeral because I nobody would leave. <laughs> we would have been there forever. <laughs> hey, I, yeah. hey, I remember I'm up oh, top yeah. and I'm laughing because I don't know I
2: don't know how many people in that church got that joke, but I'm just
0: I'm just laughing my ass off. I shouldn't laugh at a funeral, laughing. but oh my god! Yeah, I
1: literally had Coors Light coming out of my nose laughing. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Steve freaking damn, that dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, crap. My but eyes it, are it, watering now.
0: Oh. Oh. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, but, I mean, that's interesting because you guys all had, I mean, just from a behavioral standpoint, not getting in trouble with, with your dad working at the university, that had to change the whole dynamic of.
3: of oh, I got a great story on that. All I, right, go. Two good buddies that I played with down there. Um. We're. St- I'm still working on it. We're still. Uh, I am a shame. So, father's director of housing, right? Yeah. So we're hanging out in the dorms, and we're jacking around. There's just a thing called elevator hopping, where you can climb up on the top, and you can jump. No,
0: that's called stupid.
2: <laughs> I didn't say we're smart.
3: So we're doing that, and it gets, it gets late, and I'm like, I'm out of here, guys. I take off, get back to my dorm, crash. They get busted. So the RA, whoever. So you were there. Like, oh, yeah. I totally remember that. I was there.
1: So the ne- I Like, time. I remember dad was like, thank God John wasn't doing that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so they get busted. The next day, my dad calls. And he's like, hey, do you know so-and-so and so-and-so? And I'm like, yeah, I'm really good friends with them. Why? Well, they got, this is what's going on. I'm like, holy, that was, yeah, I was there, too. I didn't say that. I'm like, yeah, you know, they're. Listen, it's a one-time deal. We're all morons, Dad. You know, I just I, – well, I'm going to let it slide. It's fine, but, geez, this is just stupid. You know, <laughs> I'm going to keep it from the – I don't think the coaches found out, which was good. But
0: It's dangerous, too. Yeah. <laughs> eh,
3: you're young. You're fine. <laughs> but, yeah, ha- having him down there was y- – you ran into those issues where you're all – everybody's a moron in college, right? Yeah. You're away from home. You're drinking again. You know, you're having fun. I mean, it's, yeah. And then your dad works. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: so
3: like, damn it, man!
0: You I held just, a higher standard. There's no doubt about I used it.
1: I to should go to his office, and he had that couch they there, take a nap. Oh, he had a huge office. Did you go
0: Hard hang buddies. out with your dad very much when he when he was there when, on campus, or did you guys stay away?
1: Uh, you know, I mean, I'd call it a good, solid, medium. I mean, you'd yeah. Once in a while, you'd stop by his office and. Say hi. and
3: Probably more so my freshman year.
1: Yeah. I mean, the I other thing to... is, too, is, I mean, the... So, University of Housing actually ran food service for the uh, entire yeah. campus. So, they actually ran food service for the training table. Yeah, he'd okay. come over
3: all the time and eat.
1: Yeah, so, but I mean, but that's what he was doing regardless if we were there yeah. or not. So, he was there. He would make these rounds and he would go actually eat lunch during the week at all the different dorms and uh the the union like i said the stadium the the training yeah. table because that was i mean food service was part of what he did so and i don't
3: know if it's the same now but at that time it was per the rules it had to be open to all students yeah it was i mean it was technically I think the training table but i
1: think that's still the deal i just remember at the time
3: well because at missouri it's all key carded and you're not getting in without a key card so there's no, yeah. I, Isaac said there was no regular students. Yeah.
1: Although when we were there, I mean, you, you had, I mean, about the only people who ate at the training table who weren't athletes, it was all the chemistry and biology grad
3: students because they
1: were right there. You had Hamilton Hall and
3: Manor. But it didn't right even there. last that long. I mean, they came yeah. over right when it opened up, I would say. And then yeah. we made them feel somewhat uncomfortable.
0: Who can drink more beer between you two?
3: What beer, though?
0: Just just say you got Coors Light.
3: Rob's fatter. He can drink way more. I, I Damn, mean,
1: that made me feel bad about myself.
0: No, you're bigger than him. Yeah, when you're 6'5", you can carry a little yeah. more. So who's got the bigger <laughs> and better gun collection?
3: Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> what? He started, that was, that he was started earlier. Pride. Yeah. Why do
1: you hate the Second Amendment, He John? started earlier. <laughs>
3: Weak effort. I had a motorcycle for a while, so... I get into it late.
1: Still got the bike?
3: Yeah, I don't think I'll get rid of it. Yeah. I haven't ridden it, but I'd still keep it. It's a good looking bike. Anniversary Harley. Look, who's of of a better that. shot? Uh, Who? I mean, I'm pretty damn you're good. You're good. Yeah. I haven't seen you hunt, though. So, yeah, I mean,
0: is true. hitting a target's one thing. Hitting a pheasant's yeah. a completely different or deer from. Yeah,
1: I will give you that. I need to get Because you target. don't hunt, do you? Not a lot, but
3: I mean, God, it's one of those things where hunting season's right in the middle of, well, you're busy biz- and my busy se- Yeah. I mean, once yeah. your kids are out, my kids are gone, so it's, I got free for all to hunt. Yeah,
0: and we need to do, right, but your, your daughter is a full scholarship volleyball player at the University of Missouri, so. Right, yeah. You know. She like it down
3: there? She does. Like we were talking earlier, she's got a new coach and.
0: that's so only, And it's, that's going to be hard on kids. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's. You're probably thinking, do I go back? Do I not go back? Right. But they get spring they get spring ball too, so she'll know after that, right? She's
3: a weekend now to spring training and they get it's regulated by hour. I can't remember how many hours the coaches can be with them, but I think it's like twenty a week. <laughs> so you,
1: Sorry, I'm laughing about the hours thing because yeah, I remember I was one of the team captains in ninety four. So we had to sign the hour sheets for no joke for the nc2a oh god and it was basically like did you or did you not practice for only 20 hours this week and you're saying yes we only practiced for 20
3: hours in the pit
1: yeah (laughs) not up on the field or anywhere else yeah man but that's i mean that's interesting i mean for her i mean yeah i think about again your experience and my experience did you have uh, Zenick for high school coach all the way through? Did Gingery yeah, take no, over? Yeah, no Zenick. Okay, time. same coach all the way through high school, same coaching staff all the way through college. That I mean, that's an interesting thing to have to go through right. what she's going through. Well, you're the volleyball coach. You're recruited by
3: this her. coach that, lack of a better word, loves loves you as an athlete, and then now they're gone. It's like now, this lady didn't recruit me. She recruited these other people, and but she's trying to make an impact. She's got to flip that program. The AD brought in a new basketball coach two year, maybe it was just last year. They're packing the house now. Yeah, I mean they're selling out games. Well, they, so. they're
0: they're they're halfway decent uh, yeah. now. Kansas kicked the crap out of them down there, but yeah. uh, they they're not bad. They they should be able to win in the SEC. Missouri's got a good, a really good basketball tradition and history. I mean they've been down somewhat, but. Uh, um, yeah, because Conzo Martin is not there anymore, right? On the men's side.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: I miss the the Norm Stewart days. Got the
1: old school Northern big Iowa eight. guy. Yeah, the old school Big Eight days in basketball were amazing. They were great. They dude, were dude, really, Norm really Stewart,
0: good. Norm Stewart, Billy Tubbs, yeah, Johnny Orr. Johnny Orr was awesome. Yeah. Hell, even at that time, Danny Knee, for for that matter. Dude, Danny, Danny was
1: nee. outstanding. Listen,
0: I I got I told this on the on the radio the other day. My favorite Danny Knee story. Danny was awesome. I miss Danny just because Danny's, he was.
1: If you ever had a chance to hang out with him outside of the, yeah, the coaching slash university arena, great dude. The
0: greatest thing Danny Knee ever told me he goes. We were just talking about eligibilities. He goes, Travis, I I can keep a dead guy eligible. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I'll never and forget. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why it always shocked me when somebody. At a public university. I think it's different at a Notre Dame, a Drake, something like that. At a No matter where you were, it was academically ineligible. Because when's the last time you really heard of anybody academically ineligible at a school? You don't hear of it anymore. It's not much. No.
3: I can't remember the last kid. I
0: I mean, it's, it's he just real...
3: rumors, but not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I haven't, I to be
0: academically it. ineligible, that means you're not going to class, Period. Period. You have,
3: to, you have to work very hard. Yes. To be ineligible. Yes. I mean, in college shoot. it's not that hard. No.
0: It's not.
3: You go talk to the teacher, and you're going to get yeah, at I least didn't a think, C. Yeah, yeah, I didn't
1: think. I didn't think it was hard, but.
0: <laughs> I mean, that, that's crazy. Absolutely. So, do you guys see each? other? You know, I, I get the feeling you guys talk a lot on Twitter and text message. Do you guys see each other that much? For being in the that, same town, not yeah. as not as much
1: as I'd like. Although you know what, compared to a lot of former Huskers. We both
3: have day jobs. <laughs> what do True. you do, John? I don't even know what you do. Uh, medical equipment, so your total joints. I sell all those. You sell
0: them to Rob's hospital?
3: Unfortunately, no. <sighs> What's <laughs> up with that? Yeah, contract. Gee, I have, really
1: ana- contract. Anesthesia has nothing to do <laughs> with the medical equipment contracts. True. I'm just putting that out. You there. can't
0: even make an introduction to like Levi Shepard's for him? I've
3: tried... Well, we've been you, working know, on you know it. Levi. We thought we had a shot at the shoulders, which we still yeah. might, but we'll see. So, Zimmer yeah, makes Zimmer a good, makes a good to, product.
0: Did you ever want to be a doctor?
3: Uh, for like 30 seconds, and then it went away quickly.
0: That was called organic chemistry. <laughs> something you just too, memorized to too get much, an A
3: on. Too much school. So I, I dude, I, I
1: loved organic. Oh, my God. That was like the... See, That might have been... That, do you know what's yeah. weird? So... He like, says that. Like, basic chemistry. <laughs> basic chemistry kind of sucks. Like, I still sit around, and I'm like, they got these units of measurement called moles.
3: <laughs> oh, mole you,
1: map. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, and like lines. molar measurements, yeah. like moles. And I'm like, like, little rodents that dig holes in What the fuck's a mole? Like, I yeah. like I still sit around. Spelled similar. Like, I do not understand moles. But organic chemistry huh. that that might have been no joke. the easiest class I had in college.
0: It says nobody ever. That's what kicks people out of. I mean meds. there
1: were there yeah. were there were classes I had that I will tell I mean, if you ask, okay, what were the top five toughest classes you had in college? I'll tell you. I'm just telling you organic was easy.
3: Man.
0: <laughs> this is why. I should have
1: gone. It's
3: hard, honestly. I should have gone. And, honestly, it gone and, and yet,
0: you're the dumbest one yeah. of the three boys in your family. That's what we. That's Phys- the only thing I got out of this whole podcast. I, is that I, you're the dumbest of the
1: three? I, hate I liked fuckers. physics, but it was
3: hard. I had to get a tutor for it, but I liked it.
1: <laughs> uh, I liked physics. Actually, you want to like
3: professor was that
1: like the one reg- whatever the physics uh, guy uh, that oh, oh, that used to do
3: the videos? Guy. Does yeah. he still do those? I don't. You had yeah, him? A, yeah, he was awesome. Oh fuck, I didn't have him. So he him. would sit down with me and go. I
1: actually oh, had, had a real professor. Oh my god. Which actually so like I remember like actually my one regret was my like for some reason I kind of had this hunch that I wasn't going to be great at physics. And so I went into my physics the class common sense side. And like like day 2 I went to the prof, had the paperwork all ready to go. I'm like, hey, I'm taking this pass-fail. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I want to take it pass-fail. And he's like, why? And I'm like, just don't worry about it. Sign the paperwork, buddy. (laughs) And so I took it pass-fail, and I ended up getting like a really solid A out of it. And I remember he asked me, he was like, Why did you take this class past fail when you got an A? You're perfect. I mean, you were great at it. And he was like, And I, at the time, that was, I actually had pushed physics off until the very end of my undergrad time down there. You know what failed. I never
0: took as an undergrad? Physics. Physics, organic chemistry, anything like that?
1: You took you took like
0: I took speech communication I took speech yeah. communications broadcasting Public 101. Speaking. How how to like edit video, how to edit audio, you know, stuff like that that Really contributes nothing to the world.
1: Yeah, but. but you actually have skills to put this damn
3: podcast. Well, no, that's together, true. So.
0: Speaking of the podcast, do you listen to the podcast? Do you ever listen to your brother? I do. Okay. Not
3: a ton. Not frequently. But Man. Back and forth, I do.
0: You know, it's one of the most popular ones
3: in,
0: in, in the Husker. And they, Husker fans tolerate me because I'm still an Iowa fan. Who are, I did learn from Rob over the weekend that one of his bucket list things before he dies, he wants to go to an Iowa wrestling match at Carver Hawkeye. Oh, big time. I could make that happen. Today. Yeah, they, get, they yeah. lucked out. They, got, they won. Did they? Yeah. Dude, they smoked the Huskers. Ooh, that was ugly. Yeah. That was an ass-kicking. So, but I mean, okay. By the way, and I'm not... Okay, hold it, hold, Hold on. Next Friday night, Iowa-Penn State.
3: It's going to be... That's going to be baller. At I, Penn State.
1: That's the Nash, that, that's a regular season national yeah.
3: title matchup. Penn State, That what's his Penn State. Kale yeah. Sanders? Yeah. Wheaties box. Wheaties box. Dude, he's yeah. just amazing up there.
1: But the thing is, though, if you look at his coaching philosophy, so... It's just, it's interesting because it's all based upon the concept of go out there and screw up. Try it. If you got to move, you're working on Give it a try. If you screwed up, fine. We'll go back. We'll fix it and practice the yeah. next week. Just freedom to go do what you want to do and give it a try and cut loose and wrestle. Now, I just, you know, on the wrestling side of things, you look at Iowa and Nebraska losing to Iowa. I've got they a, didn't just lose to Iowa. I get it, but I've got a math
3: beat down. I didn't see it. I got
1: it. Wasn't even close. Peyton Rob won. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, Oof. I've got a massive amount of respect for what Mark Manning has done and continues to. I do in agree. Lincoln, because it's. I mean, it, it's kind of like. I'm trying to think of a good comparison.
3: Well, if you're a stud in Nebraska, you're probably going to go Iowa or Iowa State. Or... Is Okie State still a...
1: Okie what? State, John Smith's still down there. He's still, still kicking in. You know,
0: Michigan's really good right now.
1: Michigan's
3: um, Iowa solid. State. That Miller South kid's going to Michigan. Um, yeah, Iowa uh, State's pretty good. Uh, they, Joel Adams. They smoked East. We yeah, they did. Elijah's wrestling, but...
1: Uh, Joel Adams
3: is amazing. Well,
1: he's taken he's a nice. year
3: to go wrestle... Yeah, he's gonna go to the international. For the Olympics, so, yeah.
1: the uh, yeah, Millard South's a little next level. All those yeah. guys are. Yeah, next. Scott used to be. It all runs in cycles. It kind of does a little well, bit. So, um, is it
3: Gross coming back too a little bit? They used to be. A, they've, they've had a solid.
1: They've actually had a really. They had a great. They did a really good year in football.
0: Yeah, they did go away with the state title
1: so, Yeah, so they've been really solid. Um, you know, but anyway, Nebraska versus Iowa in wrestling. Yeah. You know, i i i made the i told i sent that text to you about looking at if you go look at the NC two A top twenty five in wrestling, twelve of the twenty five teams are Big Ten teams. It's crazy, isn't it? I and I, and I get it. A lot of teams have cut wrestling, but you have one conference that's dominating. That literally has locked down fifty percent. Of the top 25. Uh, You know, everybody talks about how great the SEC is, or I mean, in a good year when the Big Ten is a good year, how good the Big Ten is. Imagine if the Big Ten or the SEC had literally 50% of the top 25 in football. Right. They do the Big Ten does have that in wrestling. Twelve of the 25 teams in the top 25 our Big Ten teams. Which it's the same for volleyball. Yeah. I mean yeah. they just Big Ten owns volleyball, they own wrestling. Right. So I mean Nebraska will probably finish third through fifth at in the conference. I'm thinking about like getting to the big getting to the Big Ten tournament. Um I'm betting they finish third through fifth. They're gonna finish like fifth through eighth nationally nationally yeah and everybody's i mean
3: i so remember i remember state, michigan iowa or maybe penn state iowa, penn, iowa
2: it's gonna penn be a state. penn state to win it
0: just the turn penn state to win yeah penn penn
1: oh, state's nuts. Yeah. national yeah. yeah oh my god yeah. they're nuts I, um, yeah, I
3: mean like we talked earlier like not being a good fan like when you get down to nationals for wrestling even bat i'm not a basketball guy but
1: by the way missouri
3: yeah, they're great the Big 12. Oh, my God. They,
1: they're tearing it up in the Big 12 for wrestling. Yeah. It's not the Big 12. They're in that. There's that. I, I, call, I call it, it's that other conference.
0: Well, because Northern Iowa's like, in it. I mean, they've taken the, all the minutes. It's the
1: was Iowa's Big 12. Like, Iowa and Wyoming are Big 12 wrestling.
0: Iowa, Iowa State. State.
1: I, Iowa. I'm sorry. Northern Iowa and yeah. Wyoming are... Yes our big yes. 12 wrestling right. yes missouri is it's it's the conference it's like this well they everybody else back, that it's like it's it's the everybody else conference it's like they, army uh, no, they're it's, Big 12. It's
0: the Land of Misfit
1: players. Are
3: they Big 12? Missouri's Big 12 for wrestling now cuz okay. they were MAC and they just this year they jumped back it. They were Okay. I was still they've thinking They've gone back Mac. and forth.
1: Please way, take us
0: back. Please take us back. Yeah.
1: Either way, Missouri's tearing <laughs> it up in wrestling right now. They they've made some big strides the last couple of years, so.
0: Um Yeah, I was trying to look, but I... Maybe it's not on there. Yeah, maybe I, I can't find it. John, thanks for coming in, man. This is good stuff. Yeah, appreciate it. I can't believe it's taken, like, 10 years to get you on the podcast. I've only asked Rob, like... Every year for the last three. Again, some of
1: us have day jobs, Travis. He gets sidetracked. Yeah, that's why we've moved to it. I do tangents, tangents.
0: Hey, remember that Betfred Sports is the local book for Eastern Nebraska. Drive to Iowa, and uh, you're going to be set to go. In Western Nebraska. Arizona. Well, Western Nebraska, drive to Colorado. Uh, If you use the Betfred Sports Iowa app, new customers who make their first wager Fifty dollars, We get $111 in Fred bets and up to $200 in Fred bets per week for the first five weeks of betting with bet Fred. Visit Betfred. Visit Fred Sportsbook Iowa app. Just download it in the Apple or Google Play stores and start betting now. Must be 21 plus located in Iowa. Uh, so that means you got to cross the river, use the geotagging, and place your bets in Iowa. Gambling problem, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. If you are listening from around the country, in addition to Iowa and Colorado, you can bet with Betfred Sports in Arizona, Maryland, Ohio, Washington, Louisiana, Nevada, and Pennsylvania, Rob. You want to go? To, you want to go to Vegas for a weekend?
3: Vegas with it is me. A fun town.
0: We might be able to stay at the new Virgin Hotel, where the new, brand new. We could record down there. Maybe Owen wants to go to to, to Vegas with us too.
1: Owen Rob, definitely wants. Rob, to Rob, go you could write off for Academy. It's
0: Dude, I could. Yeah. Oh no, that's right, going to be my write-off. Is what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and we just got word he got in really late. Want to welcome back for 2023, Connor Orr is going nice. to be on with the podcast uh, with Orr and Horrigan Law Firm. Uh, go to oh or Orr, ORR Horrigan H-O-R-G-A-N dot com uh, Call 402-408-6488 to schedule a consultation. Uh, they handle almost everything. Of course Connor's a sports agent. We'll have him on talking some NIL stuff. But civil lit- litigation, criminal defense, contract attorneys, personal injury, business attorneys you name it. Orr and Horrigan is the law firm to call. For Doctor Rob Zadiskin, John Zadiskin's brother is here. I'm Travis Justice. We will talk to you next time on the Doc Talk Podcast, presented by Betfred Sports.